0: This is Reflections on Common Ground, a collaborative podcast between Portland Meet Portland and the Portland Art Museum. My name is Manuel Padilla, and I'm the executive director of Portland Meet Portland. In this series, we'll be talking with local immigrants and refugees from Portland, Oregon, exploring the continuum of life as a refugee and reflecting on the Common Ground exhibition by Fuzzle Shake, currently at the Portland Art Museum until May 20th, 2018. In our previous episode, the students in the RISE program at David Douglas High School commented on the photographs of the Common Ground exhibition and how these photographs impacted them. In this episode, we'll be hearing RISE students talk about life as third culture youth and growing up the children of immigrants and refugees. I'm really curious, you know, what is it like for you growing up in a situation where your family might be um, a little bit more traditional, um, or, or have a, a, a very like specific culture, and yet at the same time, you're going to school, and you're forming friendships with people from a totally different culture, uh, sometimes diverse, but sometimes uh, with people from sort of the dominant culture um, here in Portland. What's it like uh, sort of growing up in a situation where you're a little bit between two worlds?
1: I feel like I'm one of the luckiest girl on Earth, because my parents don't really, really care if I talk to like, a white guy or something. So, but like, I feel like my community is more like, they really pressure me a lot. I remember one day I didn't know I was, um, I went to Joe Biden's with Rice, and I actually came late, there, it was raining, and then there was like this woman who was like standing there and she show, saw me, and I had my backpack at that time and then she was like where are you from so it was raining I didn't really have um I didn't really get a, a chance to like explain it to her where I was um from and then I was like oh I'm from school you know, and at that time it was a nine and so I just ran into my house and and then she just came to my house, I went to upstairs, like to change clothes, and then she went to upstairs and, and asked my mom, like, where is am from? And my mom, she's not really like someone who doesn't she doesn't really care so she was like she's from school she knows where i was but she doesn't feel like she wants to explain that's not like she always asks them Are you like her parents why do you like keep asking me that kind of questions and then my mom was like oh she's from school and then the woman was like why is she, is she a prostitute like you know why is she coming late at this time and she's like girl she's not supposed to do this blah 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 and i actually heard her voice and i came um down and my mom was like you know saying you know don't say it she was kind of like like giving me a sign not to talk because she knows that if I like talk I don't really care about if she's an adult or something so it's kind of like trying to hold um whatever I'm trying to say back since my culture is like not to say um bad stuff about like all adult people I mean when you say 3 plus 3 is 6 and they say it's 5 you don't really have to argue with them because that's kind of like our culture we just respect them so and it's kind of like more about the community and people that are from um, you know um, that are from directly from um, Somalia because they are strict to the culture they're like strict to the traditions and they don't want to like, you know, forget everything. So they wanna like pressure the younger generation like me and to follow everything. But yet I, I grew up in Kenya and I don't really know anything about it. I just wanna follow my things and forget about like what I would say. And it was kinda hard for me to like live in a freedom country where it says um, freedom. Um, but there are some people that you don't really know where they belong but they
2: just try to pressure you and say bad stuff about you when you are there. So I would say the same thing as I I was lucky too because my parents didn't really care much about the things I was doing Uh, outside of the house because when I'm outside, they wouldn't call me or stuff and I would just do my things and when I get a problem, I'll solve it by myself. And if I have any other friends, they will solve it with me. And if felt like, when you, you were asking me, like, having, like, two cultures and different friends from your culture, um, it really doesn't matter about uh, having friends with different cultures, because, like, they wouldn't, other friends, like, my other, like, American friends, like, wouldn't, like, go to my house and do this and teach me about this and that stuff, about his other cultures. They wouldn't really do that, so my parents wouldn't like really care about it because they know I, they know that I know about our our own culture, so they wouldn't like stop me from going out or somewhere. So probably yeah, they they really just don't care about me because they know that I'm educated enough to know what I'm doing, so they would, really wouldn't stop me of doing anything else I want to do. So
1: actually, in in my culture, my whole culture. The girl's supposed to be at home like around five or six. But for my mom, she don't really care what time I got home or where I have been. Because she believed that like the more control you take from the kids, is like the most like the most dangerous thing they do in their life. So she gave me the opportunity to be like whatever I wanted and do what like everything I wanted but just like to reap. Uh, like,
3: to just take care of myself, you know? When I was in middle school, uh, I don't speak English well, so a lot of my friends, like, teasing my because uh, I'm a learning English, so I'm an English learner, so this like, even though, like, they want to make fun of me uh, they don't know how I feel me, they don't know how I feel inside, but it's okay, I know, like, they also they only want to, like, play around, but once they, like, do that, like It shows how other people feel.
0: What what do you think are are some of the things people don't understand um, about life growing up as as young adults um, and and as as, uh, people who are refugees and and part of refugees' families? Um, What are some of the things you think people don't understand about growing up here in Portland that you'd like to kind of, like, tell the public about?
1: Growing up as a child um, in Africa, you see kids that are, like, Eight years old or, or even younger, working, so they can provide like, um, like provide food and and everything that they need for their families because their parents, are unable to work because of what the parents have been through, and then in here, like all kids here think about is like, it, which is different is like video games and games and all that. So reality is like, is different in
2: way different in both places. Growing up as an immigrant, you you kind of like all over the place. You don't have a home or a place to call a home. You live in a place in other, you know, other couple of months, you move into other place and you move into other community and it's really struggling getting, you know, uh, coping to the community and being part of it. And once you like cope to the community and become a part of it and now you have to move to a new, new community and new people and it's really, it's really difficult. And as a kid, you only think about like tomorrow and like how how am I gonna survive from the day and how am I gonna get tomorrow. There's like there's not futures. There's not like what I'm gonna do or what I'm gonna be. It's only about surviving the day.
4: Uh, so the is in there in my older country. So it's like you wanna find a place for me, my situation. Find a place to call home and like to fit in the place and like. You, you every day you survive, you think about oh, what is my future going to be like, and what is what is the future is holding for me. But and in here, I feel like it's more like very much stable. Like if you had a goal, and if you want to work for it, and depends on your interest, you can make it happen. But in there, you really can't really make any change because your reality is first to know, like, who to live your life for the present and try to survive and fit in the place that you're a refugee in, so a refugee. So in here, you you kind of have everything set up for you, you just have to find the tool to make it happen, and there you don't have the tool to make anything happen.
1: Well, yeah, to me, I actually personally experienced a lot well, actually, if someone actually says something about my appearance or like the way I look, I don't really care. But when it comes to like my culture, I know that there, like, there are some people, um, my religion, I mean, sorry, um, there are some people that really don't really understand. But like I was in a um, bus and I was kind of like sitting alone and I wasn't really listening to music or something. But there was kind of like there were like two people that came and they just someone it was like a boy the boy wanted to sit next to me and then the girl was like you know don't sit there and then the guy, the guy was like why you know and she was like well you don't really know if she's holding a gun or something and he said you know why like why are you saying that you know and then they thought that was kind of like listening to music I had my earphones on but and she was like because she is a Muslim can you see her maybe she's a terrorist or something so and i really wanna like um point this is the only thing that i want people to know is like i'm a Muslim i mean that group but i've never tried to kill people i'm not a terrorist you know so um if you see like a Muslim person doesn't really mean that they're terrorists so just don't really point um Whenever you hear Muslim, that they're terrorists, they're bad people on earth, and I came here to get a better life and to reach my goal.
0: Do you think that's a, a very common experience? Have you have you um, heard uh, similar stories from your friends or or from other people that you know that there's this sort of stigma that's put on um, people who don't look like people here in Portland? Have, is that a common experience? Do you think? I think
3: so mostly to the girls because like when they go out in our culture they have to cover their head with like a hijab so yeah maybe mostly that happens to the girls when they go out when they're on a bus alone like most of the people they, like like most teenagers they want to tease them around because like they're Muslim for the boys I don't really think like this happened most of the time because like when we go out we just dress normally but for the girls most of the time
2: For
1: me, it's like people, they find something on the internet about Chinese people, then they ask me, hey, Yan Yan, do you eat rats? I say no, and they give me a dry look. Another thing is that um, I don't usually talk. It's not because I'm shy. I want to talk, but I'm afraid to use English. I'm afraid people will hear my accent and laugh at me. One thing that there are many people ask me about, hey, Yan Yan, are you good at math? No, I'm not good at math at all. I have C, so I have to hide my grade from
0: them. <laughs> That's really funny. Do, do you feel like there are certain sort of stereotypes that um, people have of you, you know, like you were talking about with being good at math or eating rats, like, do you have a feeling of like the way that people sort of think about you or, or picture you that may not be true? Mm, I feel they have, but
1: they just been funny, so I don't care. I think, yeah, because, like, um, personally, um, I think, my I'm from Somalia, so my old, um, you know, tradition was, like, you know, a girl's have you know, to marry, like, at the age of 12 or 14, whatever.
3: It's really hard to, like, move out to a new place, like, from your hometown. So when I arrived here uh, to Poland, so I was so lonely, so what I thought of myself, like, I should pretend this, like, this is my hometown, like, in high school. So I don't really hang out with my like uh, friend who's from like who speaks same language as me. I have like a lot of like a uh, Hispanics, Latino friends, American friends. So I hang out with them like I'm like I just pretend like I'm a uh, born here. So like even though my English wasn't good enough, so they still understand. So like when I was freshman, I hang out with, like a lot of my friends like they know who don't speak my, like same language as me, but now. I have like so many friends who speak the same language, but it's kind of annoying. It's, it's kind of annoying to hang out with like with the people who speak the same language as you. So yeah, like every time when I go somewhere alone, I always thought of like uh, this is my hometown. I know every place. Even though I'm lost, I would like go up to them and I ask questions. Like, like afterwards, I, like show me like direction, like where should I go.
1: My life changes a lot in here. It's totally different environment, but I'm trying to adopt it here. And uh, I learned English. I tried to open my heart and talk to people. To me, actually living in Kenya was kind of like difficult and but still I used to like speak their language. I feel like I was connected to them. But like when I moved in Portland, um, it was hard. And, well, I'm from, like, I went to Arizona, and I saw, like, so many people that are, like, racist and, uh, like, talking about bad stuff. So I had to move to Portland um, because my aunt was, like, here before us. Maybe she could, like, help us, you know, like, um, um, like, you know, she could help us show the roads or something. So um, I feel like Portland is kind of, like, better Better than the other places in the south uh, because um, I feel like I have this strength to like go forward, and there are, like a lot of people that are beside me that got my back, and but still, no one, not everyone is the same. I feel like I, you know, experience something every other day, but I just don't, you know, like pay attention to that. Um, Portland is much better than other ca- states in, in America and I'm glad I'm here today.
0: So it sounds like for you, maybe one of your strengths uh, that you're bringing is just your persistence and your perseverance and, and um, you know, on our walk back from the, the place where we were having lunch, we were just talking about um, how, how you've sort of developed this sense of, of courage. And fearlessness um, where you um, really don't care what your friends think when they say that you're acting like a boy by sort of um, by feeling free to just go out into the city and get lost and ask questions um, and that was something that I really admired about you and, and how you were describing yourself
1: my father always says that I'm like different than my other siblings because they don't really ask questions even though they were not like you know like step out and they feel like maybe are they gonna like you know like say that why you ask me damn question or something but like I feel like I have the courage to go to like to go um, uh, to a stranger and ask them hey how are you doing you know um, because that's like how I am and I feel I actually told my friends to like you know ask questions and do everything and yeah I encourage them to talk a lot instead of like being quiet. Mm, Ayang, you actually brought joy to us. I like your smile.
0: (laughs) I I would second that. I think that's right about Ayang. I think that's right about um, all the people in this room today, actually. Thank you for listening to Reflections on Common Ground. In our next episode, the RISE students will talk a little bit more about the RISE program and their experiences living in Portland. And a special thank you to Wilson Vedner, who lent his talents toward the music of this podcast.